Disclaimer. This podcast is intended for entertainment purposes only. No copyrighted material is played here. But we invite you to join in at home and enjoy our commentary. Welcome to the LP Lexicon podcast. Episode 0 4 4 Play in three, two, one. Good evening and welcome to episode 044 of the LP Lexicon podcast. Let me just lower this a second. Can you hear that okay, Denise? Yeah. Okay. And this is Forever Changes by Love from 1967. Hello, everybody. Hello, everybody. 1967. No. Yeah. 67. Yeah. Wow. Very influential album on uh, a lot of the bands that I like, especially when I was a teenager, yeah. Like, uh, for example? Like Graham Coxon, Blur, and uh, like I was into Oasis, I remember Noel Gallagher talking about uh, this album, and, you know, lots of those, like, Britpop bands at the time. But... Mm. Uh, like American bands as well. They were, they were from uh, Los Angeles. Yeah, from Los. Yeah, from Los Angeles. Okay. And I think I, I haven't played this album in a while. I well, like this song. Yeah. This song was in a film, or no? Or is my idea? No, not that I know, of, Denise. But uh, the last time I, I really played this was when uh, before we moved back to Liverpool. Oh, okay. And I, was, I used to play this a lot, especially for for our sons on on the guitar. Mm. Because when he used to to hear it, he used to sound like really complicated and and, and like exotic and, and weird. But then once I actually sat down with the guitar, it was it was quite easy to play once once I figured it out. How do you know that it was easy? I to love play. this. I love this trumpet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, who played the trumpet? Some guest or I, I don't really know. Or one see. of them. You'll have to have a look. Okay. So in nineteen sixty-seven, nothing caught the strange strangeness. Yeah, strangeness. Of those days, or captured the combination of beauty and dread they contained. And which dread? Dread they contained. I like Love's Masterpiece Forever Changes Produced by Arthur Lee Yeah, that's Arthur Lee The second guy? Yeah ah. I think we mentioned Arthur Lee recently Really? I'm sure that Why? we did Because he went to uh, Let me see if I can get Google up and I'll yeah, Why he's here? He's part of the band? Yes, yeah, a singer Ah, he produced. And he produced the album, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like very psychedelic. Look at the album cover. 
It's beautiful, yeah? Yeah. They are these five guys? Yeah. Yeah. Because I tried to I tried to see the faces in the in the front cover. Yeah? But now I can see them. Let's take a quick look at this. There you go. There's a lot of information in there. Wow. And when did you buy this? When did I buy this? this? Um, no. oh, it's got to be over 10 years ago now. 10 years it? ago. Yeah. And did you buy because you listened from another band yeah, that was they like, was oh, talking well, about? It's like I said, um, a lot of the bands that I liked used to mention the album as being an influence on them. So, you know, as... As you get older and you can't really relate to new music anymore, you but you want to buy music, you find yourself venturing backwards. So, like I would have been like in the music shop, wanted to buy something, and I came across that and I thought I'll see what it was like. Do you know what I'm thinking? Do you know if Quentin Tarantino used one of the the song from? On this album. I don't think so. No, I no. don't think so. Because... No, he never used anything off this album. I don't think he ever used anything by love. Mm, because I think that he would love the album. Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it because definitely it's... fits in with like that imagery that he's trying to, trying to show. Yeah, because it sounds maybe similar to one song in... Kill Bill? No, no, no. It's not in Kill Bill. It's in the Django. Oh, right, Django. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It sounds something similar, yeah? Yeah, well, when I was watching Django, there was a track, I can't remember, I think it was, I can't really remember. It was a Canadian guy. I can't really okay. remember the name. And I, I always mistaken it for somebody, I thought always thought it was like Big Star. That's going to annoy me, trying to think of that Canadian fellow's name now. I have hold on here. a sec, I've got the, the Django soundtrack here. Yeah. Okay, hold on. No, maybe not. Just give me a sec. I tried to see something say, Born to be wild. You've got your motor running and it's going to be nothing but your bike, your backpack. And it starts at night. The, crane Ameri the great American Odyssey. Guess again, from the California desert to the Arctic National Wildlife Refuge, our national parks, forests, and other public lands are in danger from logging, offshore drilling, mining, and grazing. It's time to. to oh, that was a Jim Cross. It's a society that help. They they try to help these these guys. Joseph? Yes. What is it? There's a guy called Jim Crow. I'm okay. certain that he was Canadian and he had a track on, on uh on the Django soundtrack called I Got a Name. And when I first heard it I thought it was Big Star. Mm -hmm. It was like an American band from like like late sixties, early seventies. It's like around the time that it was released. But no it was uh, it was Jim Crow. Okay. Joseph and this guy are Athelie. Let me, let me look him up. I love this track. And more again. What is the name of the track? And more again. 
Yeah, yeah. Can you go check it out? You hear a lot this track. Yeah, I used to love playing this on guitar. Ah, and I need to read the the name of this track all together because and and more, more again again yes. But they put without the space. Yeah, they they wrote without the space. Yeah, because they were psychedelic and crazy. Does <laughs> <laughs> they look so crazy or psychedelic? Okay. May, maybe the pictures, the drawing that they have here. Okay, but they. They sound psychedelic? Mm. I'm not sure. Well, it was released in like 1967, which was like the height of like people taking like LSD and stuff like that. So mm -hmm. it, it automatically gets lumped in with all of that. But I don't know if it is like psychedelic sounding like other... You know, like Pink Floyd's first album was released in the same year, and it sounds completely different to this. Because this is like more melodic. More melodic, yeah. yeah. If we need to compare with another psychedelic band, yeah. Um, what what name came to your mind? Psychedelic band. Uh, well, I, I always think of like Pink Floyd, but you know, there's other stuff as well. Yeah, hold on, I've got a compilation of psychedelic of psychedelic music yeah give me a second I'll find it for you okay thank you very much uh, just give me a minute okay yeah because it's buried here this this book inside of the do you think that all the CDs will have this book Joseph or the new the new ones I think some of them may mm. I laugh about the pictures yeah because the the singer here is with, what is this? Is a short or is it underwear? Let me see. <laughs> well, yeah, it's like it's like swimming trunks, right? Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. In the in the page number five, and the name of the of the members of this band is Mike Stewart, Ken Forsey, Arthur Lee, yeah. Brian Mac McLean, and Johnny Eccles. What was interesting about Arthur Lee, Denise, is that he went to prison. Uh, w w which, which one? Singer. Ah, okay, what happened? <laughs> I'll, I'll go off Wikipedia, okay? In the autumn of 1996, Arthur Lee was sentenced to 12 years. Prison, 96. 1996. Okay. For illegal negligent, negligent discharge of a firearm. Now, in California, they have strict three strikes law, which means... If you, you know, if you do two things, you can get off with it, basically. But if you do a third thing, you're, like, going to be forced to go to prison. But in your life or, well, or I, during I'm, a period of time? I'm not sure on, on California law. It's, like, a, a long way away from where okay. I live, so. Okay. But uh, what happened? there was a gun. He had a gun, and it went off. Yeah. And almost hit somebody, yeah. <gasps> so the police were called, and he was, like, forced to go to prison for... For twelve years, uh, while he was in there, uh, he didn't like any, he didn't let any people visit him or do any interviews. Okay. And while while he was in there, a couple of the band members died. Oh my god! Yeah, so there was never like any chance of like a full reunion after that. Oh my god! And Joseph, in uh, how long he was in the prison? 
It says, uh, oh, well, 1996, 2006, five and a half years. Ah? Uh? Five and a half years. No, ago. Yeah. five years? Yeah. But he didn't kill nobody. No, he didn't kill anybody. No. It's only that he he shot the yeah, like gun. He was, he was irresponsible with a with a gun, yeah. Okay, well, sometime. Okay. <laughs> right. Oh, please. Yeah. So you can't go to prison for that. When um when he came out of prison, he uh, he he created a new a new band like called them Love, and they played they played this album in full. Really? Yeah, all over the place. Let me see what it is. Uh, How old is, is is the singer now? Oh, he's, he's died. He died now, Denise. No, yeah, he died a couple of years ago. Let me just see the exact date. Uh, August third, two thousand six. Hmm. August third, two thousand six. But he was really young in this photograph yeah. in nineteen sixty seven. Well, he was like twenty two though. Twenty two. Yeah. yeah. He died really young. The the concert that he did was called the Forever Changes concert. Mm-hmm. Uh, and yeah, I'm sure that this is what what Graham Coxon played on as well. You have here 2003 the track list list, and you have to. 2007 these are different concert or different albums well i think they were different because this this is the album uh-huh. and these are the bonus tracks mm-hmm. and the, then on uh 2007 it was re-released with like extra tracks yeah sorry how this guy died because he was really young it said something? Yeah, hold on, I'll say now. Death. Finally, yes. What happened? Oh, he had like, he had cancer. Oh, God. Yeah, he went through like surgery to to get rid of it, but it was, uh, I think it was a bit, a bit difficult to be honest. It looks like it was like, uh, it says he underwent several months of aggressive treatment. Hmm. Which included three bouts of chemotherapy. Oh my god. And, and amongst other things as well. Oh I I love the music that he created. It's it's really nice. Yeah, yeah. this is beautiful this dress. It's beautiful. Sometime I'm thinking about meditation and to be relaxed and all this stuff, okay? And I've I forget sometime that if you listen music, you can you can have the same the same relax relaxation relaxation yeah okay. and because this music is lovely you can be in your living room with your eyes closed and listen this music and I don't know I can feel that in both. Okay. All my, all my things, thinkings. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just found this article from two thousand three. Okay. Says, Love legend Arthur Lee was joined on stage by uh, former Blur guitarist Graham Coxon, who sold out London show last night. 
Fox and Joe and one of his heroes uh, for a version of Singing Cowboy from Love for Sale, 16, 1969. Uh, and on, what was it? On Forever Changes. I'm sure that Graham had something to do with uh, Forever Changes as well. I can't really see it now. But here you can see like uh, he wrote all the music. Yeah. Well, this photograph is from this Graham. Is Graham, yeah, Graham. This is what year was this? It seems like every week we talk about blood on this all in this podcast, but I don't care. This is from twenty second of September two thousand and nine, and it's Graham's. Uh, you know, like the importance albums in his life, and this was like the first album he bought. The album that he's listening right now is Psychedelic Music, The Incredible String Band, yeah. The album everybody should hear, Love Forever Changes. That's what Graham says, yeah. Really? Oh, this is brilliant. The album I wish I'd made, Talk Talk, Spirit of Eden. I own that album because because of Graham. I remember speaking to him one Sunday morning and he's like, oh no, I think he just mentioned it one day, like, everybody should listen to Spirit of Eden by by talk talk and i bought it and I, I went out like one sunday morning and i put it on my cd player and i listened to it all morning it's like this psychedelic album by talk talk yeah mm-hmm. you know talk talk i don't remember yeah you do you like 80s band and i listened to it all morning when i got back i was like oh my god i've been listening to that album all morning i was speaking to him about it that day uh the album i played to death revolver <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's quite the entry there. Okay, we talked about psychedelic music. Mm-hmm. I found this. You want to tell everybody what this is, Denise? Look, can you read this for me? Okay. This part? Okay, oh. John Holtzman says, Arthur was, and perhaps still is, one of the smartest, most intelligent and finest musicians I have ever met in my entire career of making records. As large as his talent, however was his penchant for isolation and not doing what was necessary to bring his music to the audience. His isolation cost him a career, which was a shame because he was one of the few geniuses I have met in all of rock and roll. <laughs> in all of rock and roll them. So, you understand what he's saying, yeah? Mm-hmm. He, he could have been so much more if he'd like been a little bit more outgoing instead of just like sitting there and like not doing anything. A great voice. Great. Joseph, what is it? This is a compilation of uh, psychedelic music. Ah, from all around the world or only UK? No, I think, it, I think it's only USA. American, to be honest. America. From 1965 to 1968. Let me take a look, see what the bands are on it. Uh, I think it's all American, to be honest. But these photographs look like John Lennon. Oh no, it's my idea. Yeah, it kind of does look like John Lennon, like um, like Yellow Submarine. <laughs> if you look at the the cover; it's like somebody's taken acid. Yeah. <laughs> so strange. Wow. And you have twenty-seven tracks here. Yeah. I think it it's it's a box, Denise. Altogether, oh, okay. this is like one. This is like a selection of the best tracks. The Magicians, The Castaways, 
count five, the leaves, Mike and the messenger, <laughs> <laughs> the blues magoos, chocolate watch band. Yeah, it's well known. Not the mojo man, Sagittarius, the premieres. You want to listen to Sagittarius, mouse. don't you? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> they have great names, all yeah. the band. Yeah? Yeah, well, it was a time for, like, imagination. So they had good imagination, some of the bands. Um, I've had that for quite a few years now as well. It's beautiful, the... Um, all the, the packaging. Yeah, all the packaging. It's beautiful. Thank you. You're welcome. Original artifacts from the first psychedelic era, nineteen sixty-five to nineteen sixty-eight. Wow. But you know, like going back to to Pink Floyd, like that that early stuff was really psychedelic. You know, from like the, I can't remember how many albums they had like before Dark Side of the Moon, but it was it was quite a few, and it was just like weird. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, let me see. I've got a copy of Piper at the Gates of Dawn at the moment, which I need to need to get a copy of that again. Joseph, why you have two different covers for the same album, or no? No, that's, that's a different album. Ah, what is the name of this one? Uh, the Capo is it? I think it's no, I think it's just Love. And this one? Forever Changes. Oh, okay. But they have like the same logo, yeah. Ah, yeah. But this I didn't understand. Okay. Sorry, I'm what just, is that? This is a Pink Floyd. Like, it's all, all like weird psychedelic stuff. Yeah, like look at these album covers. <laughs> yeah, Atom Hammer. <laughs> the cow. Yeah. Oh, I'm crept into that as well. And do you know what band influenced this band? Do you know what? We can take a look. Yeah, because around 1965 in this moment what can you listen to to feel inspired generally like musicians at the time they liked all like blues music and stuff like that yeah yes yeah look at that album cover what is that it's the zombies obviously an article wow is it the zombies yeah more psychedelic music Wow, it's beautiful, the, the cover. And there's Korash Yagme as well. This is all, like, psychedelic. Sorry, what did you ask, Who Denise? Who is this guy? Ah, the guy from Iran. Yeah. There was something you asked there, and I can't remember what it was. Uh, who, what? Oh, the influences. Yeah, the influence. Let me see. Arthur Lee. Okay, I'm looking at the, the band, see if we can find the... In, oh, okay, Influence. Oh no, this is the influence that they have on everybody. They have a lot of influence. Um, you can't really f- see. The thing is, with um, with a name like, like Love... Mm-hmm. Um, it's very hard to find any 
any web page on them because it's such a common word, yeah. Mm -hmm. Hold on, I think there's something here. Uh, listen, this is really interesting. Yeah. How you say interest or interesting? Interesting. It's really interesting to to read that. Art Arthur Lee said, "We used to work every night. After we started making money, the more we made, the less we worked. <laughs> the less we were a unit, and love deteriorated. People's personal habits start started to come before the music. Initially, they would listen to me." because I wrote 90% of the songs. After we became successful, they got big heads. Every, everybody had a house, a car, a flash Cadillac. They didn't need me. Money spoiled them. It spoiled me too. It was a strange time. I thought I was gonna kick the bucket, but you still gotta keep on. Good. This, like that goes back to what I was saying before about him like being like not not giving us like 100% yeah mm -hmm. but it seems like it was like that way for everybody you know once they started to make money mm -hmm. they were just like yeah let's not do we we need we don't need to do as much today yeah and they need to do any yeah. anyway yeah because that was like the golden age of, of making music if you're able to to sell records you know you 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 couldn't really make a lot of money it's like today it's different you, i don't know how anybody can can make any money today through the release of music because you, you put your album out and then everybody like downloads it or or whatever or people listen to it through through like streaming services which i don't really quite understand mm -hmm. you know like spotify and stuff like that or apple music i don't really get how it works maybe that's just me i'm just old <laughs> Joseph, yeah. Uh, look what I found about this song that you like. Maybe you can. And Morgan. Yeah. Okay. And Morgan, one of uh, one of the loveliest melodies Arthur ever conceived appears to offer reassurance after the onslaught of the pre previous track. But he's not saying that it'll all be alright. Only that there will be more and more after that. Right. Mm. What is the name of this song? Because it's different. Yeah. Oh, sound like another song from <laughs> another band. Which which band? Uh, I don't know because we can't uh, return the right. yeah, yeah. like uh, the last twenty seconds. <laughs> oh my god! But I was thinking, oh, it's another band. Like when when you listen to it, what do you what do you focus on, Denise? Is there a like you focus on a voice or a or an instrument? The instrument. Yeah, but which instrument? Mm, mm, the the my majority of the time, yeah, I'm thinking about the drum and the bass. Right. Okay, but especially with this music. Is the guitar right? I think I think I'm the same. I I tend to focus like on what the drummer's doing, mm -hmm. but like the the guitars are more like prevalent in in these recordings. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, because I tend to like try and listen to what the what the drummer is actually doing, but you can't really. Maybe it's yeah. because it was like nineteen sixty seven. Yeah. Maybe it's like it's not as pre uh, prevalent in in the recording, but it seems to be like pushed into the background a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, but it's um, it's a guitar. Yeah. The instrument that keep the how you can say like the flow yeah. of the music. And there's not a lot of like electric instruments on this album. Have you noticed? It's all like, um, well, there's an electric guitar there. Yeah. But, you know, it's like mainly acoustic sound and yeah. it's not re really heavy. No. You know, so maybe maybe it's wrong to class this as, as psychedelic. Let me just take a look to see. Uh, oh, really? I. I love this guitar. This sound. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, well, the, the genre on, on Wikipedia says it's like folk rock and psychedelic rock. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's really that psychedelic, do you? No, no, I don't think so. Well, who are we to argue? No, we can't <laughs> argue. It's beautiful. I love the how sound it's all the album it's not only one song I like all the album well you know when we when we record of a Sunday night and, and the episode goes up like right away as well but I will play like um, this will be like the artist of the week for me I'll put on like whatever I got through the week so it's good like in that sense because I get the boys to listen to Forever Changes this week and I remember, like, the last time I was playing it, uh, like, our eldest son, he, he really, like, responded to it, yeah. So it'd be good to see if he remembers anything of it. I'm, I'm sure that he will remember. Yeah. Because he, he, he loved music. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't still haven't done Gorillaz yet. Uh, no! Uh. Wow, the favourite album. <laughs> oh. Oh. See, I said it wasn't psychedelic, and I was like loads of like electric attack. <laughs> yeah, it's now, now in this in yeah. this song. Yeah, well, when they were playing this in 1967, it was like right. If we stick guitar here, this will make somebody look a fool in the future. <laughs> <laughs> you know, 40 years from now. <laughs> um. Oh, that was insane guitar. This has got like uh, bonus tracks on it as well, like demos and outtakes. What is the name? I don't understand here. For example, in this photograph, in the page number twenty, yeah, it's uh, different names of tracks. Yeah, but, but they're they they like not here. Yeah, they're like bonus tracks on the. But end for of... example, the red telephone. Yeah. What is? Yeah. We've already listened to it. Oh, okay. A house is not a motto. Yeah, that oh, was the okay. second it's track. It's the second track. Ah, it's not. They are not in the same order. No, let me see. No. Maybe one day we can we can listen this list. Okay. That is different, but it's only six track. Here. Okay. Yeah, they are mixed. Okay. The we, normal well, track we discussed and this the, uh, before, didn't we? It was um. And this 
the bonus tracks. Yeah, that sometimes the bands they want some list and the the label want another different list. Yeah. We discussed this before with, with Tori Amos because yeah. her um from the Quiet Girl Hotel album that had uh all the track the tracks lyrics printed inside in a completely different order. And I went like made a I don't even think it was a set a playlist that in iTunes. I think I actually burned the CD, like in the order that it was like put in in the in the booklet, and it was it was like insane to listen to. Really? Yeah, I really enjoyed it because that was an album that I I remember like when I was buying this house that I was listening to that album a lot, and I actually remember going to uh, the estate agent to um to arrange the meeting to come to the house, and I was listening to that album as I was like walking through the village, yeah. So I've always like loved that album because it, that's like one of the the memories that I have of listening to it. <laughs> and now we need to do the same with yeah. this list in the page number twenty. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, you see the scene. Yeah, yeah, because in the page number twenty one. The tracks are are in the same order, right. in the correct order. In the correct order, yeah. Yeah. Look, this photograph is so old. You can see the back of this car. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's like uh, yeah, that's it. nuts now. Yeah, because I feel it's like, like an old a, Cadillac. The um, what is Cars. Back to the Future? Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that. Marty, we gotta go back. Yeah, <laughs> the coffee and shops. <laughs> In San Francisco, 1967. Like, look at the traffic lights as well. They look weird. Yeah. Like, maybe, it's, maybe it's they're so still old. like that today, but yeah. And look, Coca-Cola in... Everywhere. Everywhere. <laughs> Let me yeah. see. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy here. when... When we start to to see all the details. Yeah. Yeah, because as I say, like, I, I bought this album so long ago, but it's not something that I, I get out every week. And if I do listen to it, it's not like that um, I'll get the... That's what it's so, like. Sorry, because this was weird. Yeah, that's, yeah. What, that's the way it is, yeah. It was strange. Okay. Sorry, Joseph. Really, like I was I'll get the I'll get the CD out and I'll play it. Yeah, uh -huh. I haven't got this album on vinyl, but I won't really get the booklet out and and have a look at it. Joseph, tell me why you can't put this album in your iTunes. Well, we're listening to it off, off YouTube at the moment because um, it it won't be imported into iTunes. Why? It just will not do it for some reason. It's this. Forever Changes, Love, and for some reason... From the same band, yeah, okay. Well, hold on, I listened to ah, it the other day. And you remember. Yeah, and this one. Really? Yeah, it From won't... Gordon? Yeah, it won't go into iTunes for some reason. It takes hours and hours to try and rip it, and then when it, once it comes through, it just, it's unplayable. And do you think that this happened only for, for these CDs, or can happen for everybody? 
No, I, mean, I don't know. I, well, I think it's for everybody because it's weird that it happens with both CDs from this band. Yeah, of course, because now everybody uses the the iPod or iPhone to listen to music. Yeah, and I'm sure that if and, you go into iTunes, you can download it. Oh, you can download, yeah. but you need to pay. Yeah. But you can't put in in your, in your iTunes and but you have the... Um, you have the CD yeah. and you bought it. It's the original. Yeah. But I was looking on um, uh, NME this week. Okay. And it's like here in... I don't know if it's everywhere in the world, but especially here in in the UK, it says that um, it's now illegal to take music off CDs and films off your DVDs, which it wasn't like last week or it was a bit... Okay. the law, yeah. Let me see if we can find it. Explain to me that. Like it's illegal if you if you have um like music or films that you've bought. Okay. You know, before there wasn't really anything stopping you putting the uh in YouTube. The, no, the disc into your computer. Ah, okay. And copying the information to your computer. Okay. You know, they put try and put copy protection on on some things but there's ways around it anyway if you know how to okay but like now it says copying cds and dvds is made illegal after high court ruling but it's illegal to copy and to give to another person no, but not for to yourself no to hmm. joking it's weird the um... for but for example this this album you can copy to in in your computer yeah, because iTunes didn't work with this album. No. Okay, but you can copy the album, put it in your computer, and listen sometime in your computer without to hold the original album. Oh yeah, everywhere. but like if you if you put it in in a in a CD player. Yeah. No, 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 in, in no, the not in the CD player that you copy to your to the hard drive right. in your computer, and now it's illegal. Yeah. Do joke. Well, it says. Uh, copying CDs or DVDs has been ruled illegal again. High Court has overturned the law introduced by the government in October 2014, which made it legal to transfer music into your home library. Uh, comes after the legal challenge from Basca, the music musicians' union, and industry representatives. It means cons- consumers cannot now technically copy a CD they own or use one version in the car and another at home. Huh? It says that uh, consumers cannot now technically copy a CD that they own and use one version in the car and then another one at home. No. No. But, sorry. (laughs) It's interesting, this subject. (laughs) But, for example, when I was working in this copper mine, Mm -hmm. I remember that they have a lot of uh, what is the name? Um, this software that they stop everything in your computer. Oh, like a firewall. Yeah, they have terrible ones. Right. Okay, and you couldn't do many, many, a lot of stuff. Like, for example, speaking Skype. Right. You can't do that. Okay, inside of the of, of the copper mine, and I needed to spend four days there. Yeah. yeah? 
and it it was impossible for me to take all the CDs and and take with me to the copper mine because we didn't have a radio there right. to play the CD. And and I remember that I copy everything in my um and mm, your like flash flash drive yeah like memory memory stick. Yeah, yeah, but the, the big one that I have. Oh, right, uh, hard portable hard drive. Yeah, and yeah. I, I still, I'm sure that I still I have all the music, maybe more than fifty CDs. Mm-hmm. What happened now? I need to delete that. Yeah, you broken the law, Denise. I'm broken the law. Breaking the law. No, I don't think anybody's gonna come around to arrest you, Denise. But the- it's it's strange that the, like the things that people will. Like focus on yeah, it's like yep, because you bought the CD, you yeah. can't carry yeah, more it's, it's than like people... ten thousand CDs everywhere. It's an option. I was thinking about this the other day because I need to clean a bit here where is all the DVDs, okay? Mm-hmm. And I thought, why they create this big box for the cd if it's only one cd inside right one dvd inside right. and it's so little why is not more thin right. the box well they did do it like if you look at these ones they, they did start to do it okay but this is a good option why why have all these big boxes of dvds okay if only i have once one dvd inside that is one millimeter yeah, it's like it's like two millimeters. Two millimeter, it? yeah. I need to get the vernier out. Maybe I need to throw away all these boxes. Ah. <laughs> yeah. No, sorry. No, but I understand what you're saying. But it's like they focus on like trying to punish people who have bought the music. Mm. And what about the people who just downloaded it anyway? They they are thinking, they are thinking in the people that. They, they buy five CD a year. Yeah. What about us? Yeah, that we like have all five these. A week. <laughs> yeah. How many CDs we buy this week? I don't know, like a five or ten. Well, I bought three Super Fairy Animals CDs yesterday, um, and we bought like two DVDs for for the kids. So there's like five, like right away. Yeah. You know, and that's not what we bought. Like, if we bought anything no. earlier in the week as well. And oh, yeah, and we when... did. I bought that Studio Ghibli film on Monday. Yeah. What happened if we need to travel? I need to take all my music with yeah, me. Yeah, well, you'll have to take all of these DVDs, I put know. them in that nice suitcase that you bought. No, and, thank uh... you. Yeah. <laughs> the suitcase will have only CDs and DVDs now. Thanks, well, the law. No, it won't, because it, but it will when we come back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I can't wait to go to FOP, you know. <laughs> oh, we're coming up to the end now, Denise. Yeah. So, um, tell me if you enjoyed listening yeah, to Yeah, I enjoy. Yeah. Psychedelic or no? I'm not sure. Maybe, maybe this, the early psychedelic. Okay. Yeah. I'll take that, yeah. But um, yeah, it's not like uh, like some of that other stuff. Like especially what's on on nuggets. No, because we listen some psychedelic from Brazil, and they are psychedelic. Yeah, who was that? That was um, oh, I can't remember. Ah. Was it Otero uh, or something like, like a Rita Lee? 
Oh, right. Sorry, uh, Os Mutantes. Yeah. yeah, that was psychedelic, yeah. definitely. Yeah, but... Thank you very much. Thank you. Join us again next week for another action-packed episode. Bye. Contact details. Contact us by email at lexiconpod at gmail.com Our blog, lexiconpod.blogspot.com And our Twitter, at lexiconpod.com